to another episode of the Average Joe Football Show. I'm your host, Joe Fair. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of LeBron James Jr.'s favorite football <laughs> podcast. Yeah, that's right. Bronny James. I didn't know there was a junior. Yeah, Bronny James himself. We're turning into ESPN now because ESPN, all they post on their Instagram is LeBron James and LeBron James' son. I've been seeing a lot of Bronny. Yeah. That's what that is. Bronny, yeah. Bronny. You'd never guess that LeBron James has another son. His name is Bryce. <laughs> oh. I'm serious. Yeah, Bryce James. That's fine. Uh, yeah, I, ESPN is just so weird with that. It's like, I get the LeBron thing because he's the most famous basketball player in the world. Yeah. But the the Bronny James thing is kind of weird. It'll be like, there's sports going on. It's like game seven of the Stanley Cup finals. Uh, and, you know, they just won. And they'll tweet Bronny James playing Warzone, doing an impression of his dad. And they're like, oh, man, Bronny's wilding for this. <laughs> wilding yeah, for it's like This is lit. Yeah, uh, this is lit. <laughs> Bronny, he... he did it to him or something i don't know did go, it to him. Go. Hey, watching all those videos and they have uh, they have like an algorithm that they use the same kind of <laughs> phrases each and over stupid every slang. time it's like espn you're the worldwide leader in sports why are you tweeting about hire people that like are younger a, than 45 a 16 year old boy playing video game i understand he's lebron james son mm -hmm. but who else's sons are you really t tweeting about none that i've heard not of. mine son i don't know but by the way, son. Derrick Henry just scored a touchdown. What? Yeah. Good for me. Son of a gun. We're uh for the first to put a little context, we're recording this on a Tuesday night. Mm -hmm. Joe and I are playing each other in fantasy this week. I'm up by 30. Well, not anymore, but I was up by 32, I think. Mm -hmm. uh, and you have Derrick Henry, Stefan Diggs, and Tyler Bass, the kicker. Bass. Tyler You're Bass. You're up by 23 now. Ooh. Yeah, I'm a little nervous. Not gonna lie. I Honestly, if you look at our teams, I, I personally I don't think there's you have any business being this close with me. But I don't I don't understand. <laughs> I'm in the business of uh, I don't. I'm in, the, I'm in the business of surprising. You're in the business people. of being in out of the business. You yeah. know what I'm saying? I Good. see. Yeah, the Titans and and the Bills are playing right now because and for the first time since a long time ago, I don't know exactly when, but I believe there was a game. Game. <clears throat> golly, I believe there's a game. I'm just going to take a wild guess, shot in the dark, maybe in the 70s, literally a shot in the dark. Wow. Uh, that was postponed because of a blizzard and then played on a Tuesday. But before that, it was like 1946 what was the last. And that's another shot in the dark. I'm literally just coming up with whatever's in my head. That was when the last time that a game was played on Tuesday. Wow. Yeah. They don't play games on Tuesdays. No kidding. Okay. What days do they play them on? Um... Mondays, Thursdays, and Sundays. Yeah. And once uh, or twice a year on Saturdays. Really? Yeah, the end of the year. The last two weeks, I think, there's there's the, there's games on Saturdays, which is too much. Too much. Really? I love football. And they were talking about since college football was almost canceled this year, they were talking about, like, oh, the NFL can put their games on, on Saturdays now. And I was like, no, thanks. No, thank you. <laughs> like, it's like, I love football, but I'd love to spend time with my family. Yeah. I love to hang out with friends. You can prioritize. Well, not if I have a football podcast. You say every Sunday. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> well, what am I supposed to do? Not watch football, mom? Sorry. Yeah. Sound like my wife. <laughs> love, you, love you, honey. Love you, honey. Yeah, here we are. Eventually, we'll get to talking about what happened in week five, what's going to happen in week six. 
Uh, Joe's rocking a visor today. Yeah. Tell him about the visor. Um, my wife's. Nice. It's a Tim Hortons visor that my wife <laughs> wore when she used to work at Tim Hortons. That's baller. So I'm now. all about the visors. Maybe we should become a visor podcast. Yeah. And I'm talking. We get visors and we pop them up. Like the 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 thing pops yeah, up. Yeah, yeah. And we get frosted tips. <laughs> frosted tips. Frosted tips. Call it Vise Jack. Vise Jack. Nice. That can be the podcast name. That's yeah, awesome. We're changing it. Now. We're Vise Jack. And all we talk about is visors and other hats that are missing the top. We could probably roll sponsors in a little bit easier. No, for Vi- sure. But we can't I, sell football, but we can sell visors. We can sell visors. We don't know a whole lot about football, but I know a thing or two about visors. Yeah. We're going to talk about visors. We're going to talk about visors that have the fake hair on top. What? We're going to talk, talk about visors that don't have a hole in the middle. So just hats. Vats. <laughs> Closed visors. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we should call baseball hats from now on. Uh, oh, Closed no, Stefan Diggs just got a catch. Gosh darn it. That's all right. I don't mind. I, uh, well, that's, I do mind. You checking the score again? Yeah, 21 points behind. 21 shoot it's yeah i'm gonna lose that's embarrassing no i can't make 20 points 20 yeah you can very easily it's not even the second quarter yet i don't think oh then good oh it is the second quarter right now buffalo is losing 7 to 14 tennessee's up 14 to 7 right now a little live score update mike that podcast always does this but we've never done this before really live score updates live score updates except for it's not it's not live it's just live to them it's live to us yeah it's live to us By, by the time this podcast is listened to it's already Thursday or past then already, so this is totally irrelevant. <laughs> but I'm going to make a prediction that the Tennessee Titans win 20, nope, 31 to 23. Congratulations to the Tennessee Titans for winning 31 to 23. What a big win for you guys. Fantastic. <laughs> uh, but yeah, maybe we should actually get into the show. I'm going to go through the the games that happened this week and to go through a little news, a little quick news, quick hit news. And then we're going to talk some other stuff. We're going to talk all the teams that fired their coaches this week. Oh dear. Uh, there's only one. So there's two, <laughs> all right. <laughs> there's two coaches have been fired so far this week. And we're going to talk, uh, things I'm thankful for. Yeah. I know it's, if you're listening to this, Canadian Thanksgiving just ended. Just ended. Just and American ended. American just hasn't started. <laughs> American Thanksgiving is still probably like a month away. I think. Yeah. When about do they a, do it? Uh, next month. Why? Next month. I don't know, man. Is there a story to that? Mm. Uh, it doesn't make sense. Well, to I think it was when the Mayflower came over and the Pilgrims. <laughs> they 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 had it. They had a dinner with. Oh, you mean when they stole the land? Yeah, they did. Oh. Well, they did. They <laughs> well, did they stole. Did. Let's get that straight. Uh, but yeah, why don't we just jump into news, but not normal news, but quick news, because there's not a whole lot of news, or there is, and I just don't want to talk about it, but let's let's hit the news. First up in the news, we had COVID-19 news, and it was a bunch of games being moved around because of COVID-19, as Stefan Diggs gets another catch, gosh darn it. Um... Yeah, like I said, the Patriots and Broncos were were supposed to play this week, uh, but then Stephon Gilmore ended up getting COVID, which is like one of the best Patriots players. Uh, and then they had constant tests positive for COVID, so they ended up having to postpone the game, move it to next week, and they shifted over 
so many games. I, 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 I would say them all to you, but I don't want to. And it's my podcast, so I can do whatever I want. I work my, 50 hours a week. and podcast, I podcast, and I can cry if I want to. <laughs> I can absolutely cry if I want to. I'm not in the mood to look up. There's a lot of changes. Basically, look at your team schedule. It probably changed. Uh, I know the Dolphins are now playing the Jets next week when they're supposed to play the Broncos. And now instead of having their bye week in week 11, they have it in week next after next one. So week seven. So a hmm. bunch of changes going on for COVID. And this will probably happen throughout the season as COVID is a real thing that still is ravaging uh, our country. Wreaking havoc wreaking on our havoc cities. On our, on our cities. Hide your children. Hide your wives because COVID's out tonight, baby. Uh, next up in the news, we talked about coaches getting fired and Dan Quinn, the head coach for the Atlanta Falcons, has officially received his walking papers after an 0-5 start to the NFL season. Him and general manager Thomas Dimitrov uh, were fired this week after a loss to the Carolina Panthers. Almost forgot who they played this week, but they lost to the Carolina Panthers, dropped to 0-5, a very disappointing start for the Atlanta Falcons. Dan Quinn... Uh, like I said, he gets fired after six years in Atlanta. He had a 43 and 42 record, so just just above 500. Uh, him and Thomas Dimitrov received their walking papers, and we'll talk more about fired coaches and coaches that could get fired later on in the podcast. But finally, in the quick, quick hit news, uh, we got Le'Veon Bell, the ever interesting running back for the New York Jets. Uh, apparently the New York Jets are shopping Le'Veon Bell. They're looking to trade Le'Veon Bell. We've known for a while Adam Gase, speaking of coaches that should be fired, uh, he has not gotten along with Le'Veon Bell uh, ever since he was, before he even played a snap, he never got along with Le'Veon Bell. He never wanted Le'Veon Bell in the first place. Now apparently the New York Jets are trying to trade Le'Veon Bell uh, before November's trade deadline. I don't know exactly if they're going to get anything for him. I seriously doubt it. I mean, the running back market, like we talk about over and over, is not tremendous. I mean, I don't know. I can't think of many teams that would that would want to take on Le'Veon's salary, and I think that it would be a it would be a cap hit for the New York Jets if they do trade him away. So we'll keep an eye on that. I would it would be curious to see where Le'Veon Bell does end up. I would be surprised if he does get traded, but it certainly would make for some interesting news. Now that we wrapped up the news, we're going to go through every single game from week. Don't look at me like that. Week five. We're going to do it quickly, okay? Like we did last time? Yeah, like we did last time. Like it was quick. It, it was, was quick, fine. but it was not quick enough for you, apparently. Gosh darn it. At least uh, I don't have to do like a, like like music between every single thing, like all your top fives, constantly music fading in and out. Wow. That was... How about you quit the no, podcast? Okay. <laughs> Goodness gracious, man. I'm done then. <laughs> See, this is like the Beatles breaking up right now. Or 1D. 1D. Or NSYNC. <laughs> name, a, name a more heartbreaking... Or what's more heartbreaking, 1D or the Beatles? Um, further question, who's got more hits? Drake or the Beatles? <laughs> Drake would say that he has more, got slaps. more slaps. He's, Drake would, himself would say he has more slaps than the Beatles. Which he's got more slaps. Which, Hollywood Undead or the Beatles? Or the Beatles? Hollywood Undead. Speaking of Hollywood Undead, I forgot again. Listen to the Mike Up podcast, <laughs> <laughs> Mike. I just remember that you used to be into Hollywood Undead. That's why I, I was I brought that up, but. The Mic'd Up Podcast with Billy, Nick, and Mike. Fantastic podcast with three likable guys, guys that I like. Uh, make sure you listen to the podcast. There's about 
all sorts of sports, not just the NFL. It's about the NFL. It's about the NBA. It's about the PGA. That's right, golf. And it's about the MLB, which is a sport where they play baseball. How do they do it? I don't know because I can hardly do football. And there's also four of them. Three of them. Three. Good math. There's three of them and really only one and a half of us. (laughs) How do you know? Who's the half? That's up for you to you to know and me to find out. Okay. All right. Why don't we just move into the games? We're going to start off with a Thursday night game. And I did my lock on Thursday night. I locked up the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And what do you know? I've spent 20 years of my life rooting against Tom Brady. Rooting against Tom Brady, wanting him to lose. He played for the Patriots. He destroyed my life as a football fan. And what does he do every time? He wins, 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 wins. Hurts me. Every time. But what does he do when I lock him up? When I say, yep, he's going to win this week or else I'm going to take an ice bath. Tommy decides to not know what down it is at the end of the game. He throw Okay, so the, pay, the Buccaneers, rather, they lose 19-20 to 20 to the Chicago Bears uh, on Thursday Night Football. Tom Brady finishes 25 for 41, 253 yards, a touchdown, and no interceptions. He get he loses to Nick Foles once again, just like he did back in Super Bowl 53, I believe. I'm very bad with Super Bowl numbers, but when it was the Eagles versus the Patriots, Nick Foles outplayed Tom Brady. Uh, and he did it again. Nick Foles finished 30 for 42, 243 yards, a touchdown and interception. Uh, in this game, Tom Brady had a rough time in this game. I mean, his, his offensive line let him down. Khalil Mack was throwing guys around like children. Uh, like Tyreek Hill throws children. Uh, sorry. Um, wow. <laughs> yeah, that was... I'm not saying I'm in support of it. Okay, but anyways, like I was saying, Chicago Bears were making life hard on Tom Brady. Uh, he had a rough night. I mean, he, 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 he did not look comfortable. He did not look in sync. The, the Bears did not let him get comfortable, and he was so uncomfortable that Tom Brady, one of the smartest quarterbacks in the history of the NFL, a guy who always knows what's going on, a guy who always knows how to beat defenses, on the game potential game-winning drive, they're driving down the field, uh, Tom Brady throws a contested throw on fourth down, incomplete, and he had no idea it was fourth down. He was holding up four fingers, looking around, saying, it's fourth down, it's fourth down. But no, it had just previously been fourth down, and he had just previously been lost the game for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So the Buccaneers, thank you so much for making me take an ice bath. Ice baths probably have like health things that are good for you, right? Yeah, like, Rudy it's did healthy, it when right? he lived yeah. with me. Our boy Rudy, shout out to Rudy. Uh, he did nice. Not that he listened to this thinking podcast anyways, but <laughs> Rudy. <laughs> Jerk. Jerk. But yeah, I got to take an ice bath. That'll probably be up sometime this week. We haven't figured out where I'm going to bathe, how I'm going to bathe, or what I'm going to wear. Or, or what in I'm what? Not, yeah. what or in what? Or, or in what? We know there's going to be ice. We don't know what else is going to be in there. But, uh, yeah, thanks to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers for letting me down, just like the Baltimore Ravens did. Stay tuned for my lock for this week, and I promise it'll be a little bit safer. Moving on to the next game, uh, we've, you know, been in kind of a jokey mood so far in this podcast. We're We're going to turn things around. Are you winning now? No. In fantasy? 15 points. 15. Yeah, I'm losing this week. I don't think I'm going to lose this week. (laughs) You're telling me Derrick Henry and Spawn Diggs are not going to score 15 points combined? Do you want to make a bet on it right now? No. <laughs> I'm gonna lo- I bet that I'm going to lose. You think you think I'm not going to lose? Jeez, it's no fun at all. Okay, well, I wanted to talk about Dak Prescott now. Are you ready to go? Oh, sorry. Yeah. Okay. 
So uh, obviously Dak Prescott, a guy that I've been really, really high on, uh, and I love the Cowboys. I, I really thought they were going to be a, com- uh, a, a Super Bowl contender this year. Obviously, I had them in my Super Bowl, uh, losing to the Kansas City Chiefs. I thought Dak Prescott was my MVP candidate, uh, and so far the Cowboys made me look really bad. Uh, so far, uh, we're not winning games. We have the worst defense in the NFL. Dak Prescott, however, was playing out of this world. He was on pace for, like we talked about last podcast. 6,700 passing yards uh, going into this week. Uh, And then he met up with the Giants there in Arlington, Texas. uh, And he ends up injuring himself on a quarterback scramble. Or it was a designed quarterback run. He gets a compound fracture and dislocation of his right ankle. And unfortunately, Dak Prescott is out for the season. Uh, In this news, uh, every once in a while in sports, uh, there's a news story that comes out that genuinely bums me out uh, and and makes me not uh, not happy. Uh, And there's there's few times where it happens. Obviously, the Kobe Bryant news when Kobe Bryant uh, passed away, that was devastating. And that was, you know, that affected a lot of people. And and, and there's situations like that. I remember Gordon Hayward uh, for the Boston Celtics. I'm not a big Celtics guy, but I, I remember seeing... Gordon Hayward snap his leg in half, essentially, and just being so shook about that. And this was another one of those moments when when Dak went down, seeing his ankle bend completely the wrong way, uh, and then seeing him being loaded onto the cart and having players from both sides, coaches from both sides, Jason Garrett, his former head coach, uh, now with the Giants coming over and and consoling him uh, while he's crying and he's biting on a towel and he's covering his face and it's 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 devastating it, it really sucks because you know he's been through so much in his life and you know a lot of times we're very cynical with athletes and we're saying oh how much are they really going through their millionaires they're getting paid to play a child sport uh, and for the most part you know that might be true in a lot of cases but Dak Prescott has been through so much I mean uh, his mo- his mother passing away of, of, of breast cancer uh, right before he was drafted in the NFL, uh, and then just just a few months ago, his uh, his brother taking his own life, and then Dak Prescott coming out and 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 talking about how he struggled with depression, he struggled with mental health issues, and and you can't help but feel for the guy. I mean, genuinely, my thoughts and prayers are with Dak Prescott. Um, I, I I can't imagine you know the the dark place that he was in, uh, but I know for a fact. That he'll be able to come back and he'll be able to come back stronger, uh, and I and I, I I love Dak Prescott as a player, and I and I think he's a tremendous human being. He does a lot of great things for people who are uh, struggling with mental health issues. Uh, so I would encourage you uh, to send your thoughts and prayers Dak Prescott's way, and I hope and I pray that he comes back stronger than ever. I don't really want to talk that much about the score of this game. I mean, the Giants are a bad team. Uh, the Cowboys did end up winning 37 to 34, but I wanted to make the main point right now, Dak Prescott, uh, Andy Dalton is going to take over there as the quarterback in Dallas. We'll get into that in the coming weeks more, but I just want to take some time and, and just, just talk about Dak Prescott and what an amazing person he is, what an amazing player he is and how much of a bummer it is that he's in this situation playing under the franchise tag, not having uh, a long-term contract. He's not under contract. And he hasn't made the millions and millions of dollars like most players have made because he was a late round draft pick. So obviously just a, just a crappy situation, but you hope that Jerry Jones and the Dallas Cowboys do him right 
and signed him to a long-term deal. And like I said, hopefully Dak Prescott comes back stronger than ever and plays an MVP level once again for the Dallas Cowboys. Moving on uh, from the emotional part of the podcast to quickly going through the rest of the games. And the next game that we're going to talk about is the Panthers at the Falcons. And we already talked about the Panthers dropping to 0-5 and firing Dan Quinn and Thomas Dimitrov. So that means that they lost this week to the Carolina Panthers 23-16. Teddy Bridgewater was 27 for 37, 313 yards, two touchdowns, no picks. And this Carolina team is frisky. I mean, they are a fun, fun team to watch. DJ Moore had four receptions for 93 yards and a touchdown, had one huge run after catch. Uh, and like I said, this this offense, even without Christian McCaffrey, is super fun to watch. They have weapons galore uh, on that team. And they could be, they. you know, I, I was listening to the Mic'd Up podcast a few weeks ago, and they're talking about Carolina as a potential team that could sneak into the playoffs. And I, I kind of shook my head at that, and I, I thought that was kind of a stretch. But it, it's not impossible. They do play in a really tough division. Obviously, they have the Buccaneers and, and the uh, Saints to worry about. Uh, but I mean, they're, they're a frisky team and when they get Christian McCaffrey back and their defense might not be all that good, but they have some young weapons. They got, uh, Brian Burns, they got Yatir Grossmatos, they got Jeremy Chin, some solid players there, but this was a really good, another, another really good win for the Carolina Panthers and Matt Rule. Moving on to the next game and it was the Bengals at Joe, your Baltimore Ravens. You want to tell me the score of this one? 32. Ooh. Okay. Is that right? Carry on. To 28. Ooh, not quite. Not quite. That was close, though. It was okay. 27 to 3, actually, for the Baltimore Ravens. I think you're just wow. thinking of a different score. Yeah. Probably. Lamar Action Jackson finishes 19 for 37. 27 to 3. Yeah. Wow. 27 to 3. Against the Bengals? The, the, against the Bengals, yeah. yeah. It was a good old fashioned shellacking, if you know what I'm saying. Uh, like I said, yeah, it was a shellacking. The Bengals, they. They did not play all that well. Their defense was surprisingly good. I mean, uh, Lamar Jackson only had 180 yards. He had two touchdowns and a pick. And he only had three rushing yards in the whole game. Three, two rushes for three yards, which is crazy to think about. But Joe Burrow uh, was 19 for 30, 183 yards, uh, no touchdowns and a pick. Uh, he was sacked seven more times in this game. I mean, that guy is just running for his life at this point. Uh, the Bengals... You know, as good as well as Joe Burrow has played, as well as he's, you know, he's looked, he hasn't looked like a rookie. He's just not on a good team. I mean, they they still have so many holes on this roster, and the, and the Ravens just really made that very evident. Uh, they dominated defensively. Uh, they had multiple turnovers, fumble recovery for a touchdown, uh, and just overall a dominant performance by the Baltimore Ravens. Moving on to the next game, it was the Jaguars at. The Texans who came into this game 0-4 and and they finally pick up their first win of the season in a 30-14 win over the Jacksonville Jaguars. Deshaun Watson goes 25 for 35, 359 yards, three touchdowns, and two interceptions. So he continues to play well despite the struggles of his team. He did have two picks, uh, but still played a fairly good game. Brandon Cooks had eight receptions, 161 yards, and a touchdown. Big game for him, biggest game for him as a Houston Texan. Uh, Gardner Minshew played well enough. I mean, 31 for 49, 301 yards, two touchdowns, no picks. Uh, Texans, like I said, finally get the first win. The Jaguars, uh, we've talked about it. They're just going back to what we thought they would be. Uh, Gardner Minshew can play as well as he wants, but when it comes down to it, 
His team is not very good. This is a team that was torn apart uh, prior to the season, and now they're missing guys like Miles Jack, guys like Josh Allen. I mean, guys, guys like that to injury. DJ Chark is, is, seems to be constantly injured this season. So it's a tough spot for a young quarterback like Gardner Minshew to uh, produce, but he, he is continuing to put up decent numbers, but the Jacksonville Jaguars just aren't a good team right now. And you're hoping, if you're the Houston Texans, that you can build off this and hopefully string a few wins together. Moving on to the next game, and it is one of the biggest upsets from week uh, five, and that is the Raiders uh, defeating the defending Super Bowl champion Kansas City Chiefs 40-32. to Derek Carr played well in this game. He was 22 for 31, 347 yards, three touchdowns, and a pick. Henry Ruggs, he's been injured a lot this season, but he played in this game, and he was a star in this game. He had two receptions, 118 yards, and a touchdown. What a ridiculous stat line to have two receptions for 118 yards. He was exactly what this offense needed to do, to be fun, to be explosive. They hit him on, on, on a couple of really deep passes. And it was nice to see Derek Carr, who's usually a very safe and conservative quarterback, air it out and, and destroy this this Kansas City defense that is not looking good right now. They did not look good in this game. Uh, and and their offensive line is another is another area that is a little concerning. I've seen too many times in the past few weeks uh, Patrick Mahomes run for his life, not have the time to make to make the right throws. And he, you know, will often, very often scramble and make incredible throws. Uh, but, you know, he, he can only do that so much. He's Still just a man somehow, but he is still just a man. Uh, but that offensive line looks to be a problem uh, for the Kansas City Chiefs. We know they didn't have Loren Duvernay-Tardif. Uh, he opted out because of COVID. Uh, and now they actually lost Kaleche Osemele, who tore tendons in both his knees in this game, which sounds absolutely awful. But this was, yeah, this was a fun, fun win for the, for the Las Vegas Raiders. Uh, they have a fun offense, potentially, with Josh Jacobs, Darren Waller, and now Henry Ruggs. Uh, and this team is another team, like Carolina, that could be kind of frisky this season. Moving on to the next game, and it's the Eagles at the Steelers. And the Eagles drop another game to fall to 1-3-1. and They lose 29-38 as the Steelers remain undefeated. Uh, Big Ben was 27 for 34, 239 yards, three touchdowns, no picks. But the biggest story of this game was Chase Claypool, the Canadian kid, Mapletron, Chase Claypool had seven receptions, 110 yards, three touchdowns, and one rushing touchdown. Four all-purpose touchdowns for Chase Claypool, uh, another fantastic receiver that the Steelers have. They just seem to be pumping out receivers left and right, and Chase Claypool is just the next in line there. Uh, for the Philadelphia Eagles, Wentz was 20 for 35, 250 uh, eight yards, two touchdowns, and two picks. Uh, probably his best game of the season. Still not good enough. And this is a game that uh, the the Eagles, you know, you might be feeling good about if you weren't one, three, and one. I mean, if you went into this game and you had won some of the previous games you should have won, you could kind of leave this game saying, "Hey, we played the we played the Steelers pretty close." Uh, but you know, you you lost a couple of games you shouldn't have lost, and now you're in a bad spot, and you could not afford to lose this game, even if it was a close competitive game. Uh, but yeah, another rough game. Although Travis Fulgham, a guy that only a handful of of really diehard football fans would have even been able to name going into this game. He was a wide receiver for the Philadelphia Eagles. He had 10 receptions, 
152 yards and a touchdown. He looked like Jerry Rice out there against that Pittsburgh defense that's supposed to be one of the best in the league. But for Pittsburgh, this is a good win. It's good to see that you have another explosive weapon uh, on that on that offense, and we'll see if they can build on this. Moving on to the next game, and it's the Colts at the Cleveland Browns, and the Cleveland Browns come away with a 32 to 23 victory. Baker Mayfield played really well in the first half of this game. He ended 21 for 37, 247 yards, two touchdowns, two picks. Uh, Philip Rivers was 21 for 33, 243 yards, zero touchdowns, two picks. This game was a fun game. A lot of explosive plays, a lot of cool uh, offense. Kevin Stefanski there for Cleveland. He schemed up some really fun plays. I mean, they have a lot of like reverses and, and, and fake plays where, you know, all of a sudden a receiver will be throwing the ball. We saw it with Jarvis Landry. And I think, I believe Odell Beckham threw a pass uh, in this game. Kevin Stefanski, uh, you know, they, they seem like a run first team going into this game against one of the best defenses in the league and they completely switch it up they could not run the ball and Kevin Stefanski schemed up an offense that was pass first and Baker Mayfield came to play and this game was fun up until the end it turned into kind of a sloppy game with a lot of interceptions and turnovers and and chaos and speaking of chaos Philip Rivers he might be the problem there in Indianapolis I mean I hate to say it because this is a team that I like both these teams are kind of like uh, two darling teams for me two teams that I really, you know, like to root for, but uh, Philip Rivers, he might be the problem there. Uh, he has not played great so far. He's thrown too many interceptions. He doesn't throw. Uh, I mean, he just doesn't have any zip behind his ball. He throws very wobbly, you know, ducks of passes, and and you hope that he can improve and he can he can you know not be the problem on that Indianapolis team anymore. But right now, I don't think he's helping that team much more than maybe Jacoby Brissett would. Moving on to the next game, and it's the Los Angeles Rams against the Washington football team. And this game was pretty special because for the first time uh, in a long time, we saw Alex Smith come into the game. Alex Smith, who nearly died a couple years ago from a leg injury, played his first NFL snaps uh, in this game against the Los Angeles Rams. And unfortunately for Alex Smith, uh, the D-line of the Los Angeles Rams did not care how much of an inspirational story it was because they they made his life a living hell in this game. Uh, he was sacked six times in this game. I, they were just talking about how inspirational uh, his story was, which it is, super inspirational. The fact that he's ever, that he's even considering playing football is is amazing i mean if you've seen that documentary with his leg how destroyed it was and how he almost lost his life it is crazy to imagine him playing football again but just a few snaps after he comes into the game aaron donald sacks him and and alex smith refuses to go down and aaron donald who's he was probably 260 pounds that's probably he's probably closer to 300 he puts he jumps up on Alex Smith, puts all of his body weight on Alex Smith, the guy who just not that long ago didn't even barely have a leg. It was Aaron Donald did not care in this game about Alex Smith's inspirational story. Alex Smith finishes 9 for 17, 37 yards. Definitely not the greatest start, but just great to see him back out there. Aaron Donald had four sacks in this game and the uh the Los Angeles Rams as a team had eight sacks. So it was a dominant performance, a 30 to 10 shellacking of the Washington football team. 
Speaking of games that ended 30 to 10, so did this one. It was the Arizona Cardinals going into MetLife Stadium and beating the New York Jets 30 to 10. Kyler Murray had a had a pretty good game where he threw 27 for 37, 380 yards, a touchdown, uh, and a pick. Uh, that's a career high in yardage as far as passing goes for Kyler Murray. DeAndre Hopkins had another huge game, six receptions, 131 yards, and a touchdown. Joe Flacco making his first career start for the New York Jets in aid of an injured Sam Darnold. He was 18 for 33, 195 yards, a touchdown, no picks. Jamison Crowder had himself another big game. He has been the, the one bright spot on this New York Jets team. He had 116 yards and a touchdown. The Cards uh, get, a, get a win after a two-game win, uh, losing streak, rather. Definitely needed this win. Uh, they, they they play against the ultimate slump buster in the New York Jets, and they get uh, out of that slump. And the New York Jets, somehow, some way, Adam Gase is still there. But we'll talk about that a little bit later. Moving on to the next game. And I got to tell you, it feels really good to be rooting for the best team in the NFL, the Miami Dolphins. My Miami Dolphins, the best team in the NFL, because this week they went in to Levi Stadium in San Francisco or Santa Clara, wherever it is, and they dropped a 43-17 bomb on the San Francisco 49ers. That's what I'm talking about. That's my Dolphins, baby. For you. I, didn't, I picked against them this week, uh, but we're not going to talk about that. This was a dominating performance by the Dolphins. Them, but, but now that they did well, is Tua going to play? No, that's a good. So, that's a good question. Very good, thing. Joe. They did well. So yeah, they did really well. And Ryan Fitzpatrick, who's obviously starting over uh, Tua right now, he played unreal, like unbelievable. He has these games where he just comes out and and just is is amazing. He was twenty two for twenty eight, three hundred fifty yards, three touchdowns, no interceptions, a hundred and fifty four point five passer rating. The best passer rating you can get is 158.3. So he's four points off that. In the first half, he had a perfect passer rating. So, I mean, an unreal game for Ryan Fitzpatrick. And this will most definitely keep Tua off the bench for a while. I talked about last week how it was Tua time. They need to bring Tua in. They need to get him snaps. They need to go over to the Tua era. But Ryan Fitzpatrick said, nope, it's not that time. It still fits magic time. Uh, and he balled out. I mean, and, and this was honestly just a complete domination by the by the Dolphins on both sides of the ball. Uh, Jimmy G started this game. Uh, he was he came back from injury. He played the first half before he was benched. He ended with 77 yards, zero touchdowns, and two interceptions. And they were ugly interceptions. Really, really bad, back-breaking interceptions. He was benched. Kyle Shanahan said it was for his own good. He thought he didn't look healthy. Uh, so, you know, Jimmy, Jimmy G, I, don't, I still don't think there's a quarterback controversy there, uh, by any means. I mean, we saw, uh, CJ beat hard come in and it's Bethard, but it's, it's, it's spelled beat hard, beat <laughs> CJ beat hard, come in and not play really much better, but, uh, yeah, a, a good game all, all around for the Dolphins. I've been saying it uh, for a while. The Dolphins are not as bad as people think they are. They are by no need, by no means. A playoff team. I think they still have a ton of holes in their roster, but they're they're nowhere near teams like the New York Jets or the Giants. You know, teams like that. I I don't put them nearly anywhere in that category. And I think a lot of people want to put them in that category. They're not there. I think they're an eight and eight, seven and nine team 
but they showed that they were potentially much better than that this week. Moving on to the Sunday night game, and it's the Vikings at the Seahawks, and this was a good game. I mean, the Seahawks come out with a 27-26 to victory, and they needed all of those points because Russell Wilson drove down the field uh, in the last second and threw a touchdown strike to DK Metcalf to break the hearts of the Minnesota Vikings. <laughs> Bless you, Joe. The Minnesota Vikings. Uh, we'll talk about this after the show. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, the Minnesota Vikings were up 13 to nothing at one point in this game. Uh, they looked to be really putting this game away, but then Seattle came back and exploded in the second half. Russell Wilson finished 20 for 32, 217 yards, three touchdowns, an interception. Kirk Cousins was 27 for 39, 249 yards, two touchdowns, and an interception. Uh, like I said, the Vikings were up. They blew it. Uh, this would have been a real nice win, a real feel-good win for the Vikings, but instead... Uh, Russell Wilson builds on his MVP candidacy and DK Metcalf is developing into one of the better receivers uh, in the NFL this season. Moving on to the final game of week five that we're going to talk about. Uh, Obviously the Bills and Titans are being played right now. It's Tennessee 14, Buffalo 10 as the Tennessee Titans are driving in the red zone with 22 seconds left. Ryan Tannehill is trying to hurry his team to the line, but there's a flag on the play. But, uh, the final game that we are going to talk about is the Los Angeles Chargers at the New Orleans Saints. This was another game that came right down to the wire. Justin Herbert played lights out in this game. I mean, the guy has been 100 million times better than I thought he would coming into the draft. I thought he was just going to be another guy with a strong arm that couldn't put it together. But he has been really good so far this season. You can argue that he's been the best rookie quarterback in the NFL this season. Even better than Joe Burrow. And I know Joe Burrow is obviously not surrounded with nearly as much talent as as uh, as um, Justin Herbert is. But Justin Herbert threw for four touchdowns in this game. He's the first rookie quarterback to ever throw for four touchdowns on Monday Night Football. Uh, and he played well, 20 for 34, 264 yards, no picks. And obviously those four touchdowns, Drew Brees got off to a really slow start. But they, they, the offense of the Saints that seems to constantly get off to slow starts this year uh, got going in the second half. He finished with 325 yards, a touchdown, an interception. And Mike Badgley, Michael Badgley, I think his name is, had a chance to win the game uh, in regulation with time going down with a, with a field goal to win the game. Uh, and he clanked it off the upright. It did not go through. Uh, and they ended up losing. I think Joel was telling me, my my good buddy Joel was telling me that before the kick happened, that they were calling him the money badger <laughs> because he constantly makes kicks. They're always money. They're calling the money badger. And then he clanked the kick and they end up losing in overtime. That's a tough loss to take if you're a Chargers fan, but the Chargers are are used to heartbreak and they continue to have heartbreak. But on the bright side, your rookie quarterback is looking phenomenal. I mean, the guy's been awesome. I'm a little bit jealous as a as a fan of a team who has their rookie quarterback on the bench right now. Uh, yeah, Justin Herbert looks great. And this, this Saints team, they need to get going earlier in games. All right, that wraps up our recap of the Week 5 games. Now we're going to move on to a couple discussion topics, a couple things that we're going to talk about, uh, just about the NFL in general right now. Uh, as How's the fantasy scored? Are you still on fantasy over there, Joe? Yeah, it's... Uh... <laughs> He's not. He's re- just really scrambling. I am. What, how's it looking? Um, right now, I am... You are 
13 points ahead wow. of him. Wow. Yeah. I'm going to lose this week. Yikes. Darn it. That's okay. Well, anyways, moving on. Uh, we talked about a couple of teams that have fired their head coach. Uh, the Houston Texans fired Bill O'Brien. Uh, the Obviously, Dan Quinn was fired this week uh, for the Atlanta Falcons. So there's two coaches fired, and I think there's there obviously are going to be more coaches fired. I've talked until I'm blue in the face that Adam Gase should be fired, and I still believe that. Uh, so I took the five teams that I figure will probably at some point make a coaching change, whether it be during the season or whether it be after the season is over, I took them and I ranked them uh, from the most, from the least desirable job to the most desirable job. So the teams that I have uh, ranked here is the Houston Texans. Obviously, they fired their head coach. The Atlanta Falcons, uh, and this is in no order right now, by the way. Uh, the Atlanta Falcons fired their head coach. New York Jets, it'll be an absolute miracle if Adam Gase makes it to the end of the season. Um the Detroit Lions, I don't think that Matt Patricia is, is long for Detroit. And then the Jacksonville Jaguars, I think Doug Marone is as good as gone after this season there. I think they're going to start fresh with this rebuild. But I if I'm ranking these five teams from five to one, I think my least desirable job is probably the, the Detroit Lions. Uh, so you look at pros, pros, you have a decent offensive line. You potentially have Matthew Stafford. Matthew Stafford is awesome, great quarterback. But if you're if you're hired as a coach there, uh, you might want to just restart. Um, and, and that's another pro potentially. You could you could start with your own quarterback. But I don't know if you're going to be in good enough draft position to get one of the top quarterbacks. And cons, I mean, who who are you really building around on this Detroit Lions team? I mean, a bunch of Patriots rejects. I mean, Deron Harmon, Jamie Collins, you know, guys like that. Uh, I, mean, I guess you have Kenny Galladay. You have DeAndre Swift, and like we talked about, maybe Matthew Stafford. Uh, but I don't know. There's just a stench around this franchise. If, if I was a head coach and I had multiple uh, opportunities, and one of those opportunities was Detroit, I, I don't think I'd pull the trigger. Uh, I mean, it's not just the fact that you have to live in Detroit, which, I mean, I've been to Detroit a couple times, and it's it's not pretty there. <laughs> I mean, it's not just that, but it's just the Detroit, as the Lions as a franchise... They just have a stench about them where it's like they haven't been successful basically their entire uh, history. Never won a Super Bowl, never been to a Super Bowl, or rarely in the playoffs. Uh, they have players retiring early because they can't win anything in Detroit. To me, I just I don't know why I would expect, say I'm getting hired as a coach, why I would expect that I could come, go in there and change things when it seems like uh, the problems in Detroit are organizational. It's not coaching. It's organizational because you had uh, a coach in there before Matt Patricia uh, who who won consistently. Jim Caldwell. J Jim Caldwell uh, was winning games there. He was 9-7. and seven. He had never had a losing record as the coach of the Detroit Lions. Fun fact. But, I mean, it, it seems to be much bigger problems there in Detroit than just the head coach. And then... At number four, I would probably say the Atlanta Falcons. I mean, you want to look at pros. Again, a pretty decent offensive line. They've built it over multiple drafts. Uh, uh, another pro, you Matty Ice. Matt, uh, Matt Ryan is potentially still really good. But like I said, if you're a coach coming in there, you might need to rebuild that thing. You might not even have Matt Ryan there. 
Um, cons, their defense is atrocious. It's one of the worst defenses in the NFL, and you got to do a lot of things to fix it there. They have basically nothing rushing the passer. Their secondary is bad. Uh, and, and overall, there's not a whole lot of positives on that defense. Also, their uniforms are are disgusting. I talk about them often. I mean, those uniforms are awful. I hate them. So it's like, I, you know, how many times does a coach, you know, take into mind what the uniforms look like? Probably never, but I'm taking in, in, into consideration uniforms are dumb. And I also play in a really tough division. I don't know if I would want to uh, play in a division where you have to deal with the Saints where you have to deal with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And now the Carolina Panthers look like they're on the right track, even though they're rebuilding. Uh, that's, a, that's a tough spot. I don't know if I would want to choose Atlanta out of these teams. And then moving on to my number three team, it's the New York Jets. And uh, New York Jets, I've talked so much crap about them. And I think deservedly so. They've been a tire fire this year. But the, the good thing for the New York Jets is Joe Douglas, their GM, seems to know what he's doing. He seems to have his head on straight even though Adam Gase does not. I mean, Joe Douglas, he drafted Mekhi Becton, uh, or, yeah, Mekhi Becton, that's how his name is pronounced. Uh, in the first round, he seems to be a, a star in the making. Uh, and he's, he's brought in guys that, that uh, you know, fit schemes, that, that kind of fit what he's trying to do. Uh, so he looks to be good. Another pro, I guess you're in New York. That could also be a con. I mean, the New York media is terrible. But uh, you also have four first-round picks in the next two years, which is... Pretty good. Four first-round picks is pretty good. Uh, but cons, it's a talent-poor roster. You have a lot of holes, not a whole lot of offensive weapons. Uh, and you have to deal with whatever you're going to do with Sam Darnold uh, and with Le'Veon Bell now. Obviously, Le'Veon Bell, I think, is not long for New York. I don't think it will be long before he's playing somewhere else. But Sam Darnold, what are you going to do with him? Do you want to you want to uh, stick by him and potentially waste another year? You could do that. I mean, if, if Sam Darnold is as good as we think that he is... Why not try to surround him with some more talent? But what if all of a sudden you surround him with that talent uh, and he's still not very good and now you missed out on Trey Lance, you missed out on Trevor Lawrence, you missed out on Justin Fields, all because you wanted to see uh, what Sam Darnold had. So that's a tough decision coming up for what whatever head coach takes over for uh, when Adam Gase is inevitably fired. Uh, but yeah, Detroit uh, or New York rather comes in at number three. And then at number two, the Jacksonville Jaguars. This is another team with a ton of picks. They have seven picks in the first four rounds in 2021. Uh, they have Gardner Minshew, who I th I still think you can build around. I wouldn't worry too much about a quarterback, but although if you have the first pick, I guess why not draft Trevor Lawrence and, and see what you can get for Gardner Minshew. You have young pieces. I think this team, you know, they're they're a talent-poor roster. They don't have, you know, you know they have a lot of holes. But I think they have talent. I mean, Josh Allen is good. Caleb on Chason is good. Lavishka Chenault looks like he could be a contributor contributor there for a long time. Uh, DJ Chark has looked good at times. And then CJ Henderson has started his career off pretty well there at the defensive back position. And you have a ton of cap space going into this offseason. 80 million plus uh, going into this offseason. So that's a big plus. Uh, the only con really is... Uh, you'll have to completely change that culture because I think Doug Marone, uh, along with the help of Tom Coughlin, who's no longer there, have have kind of have kind of destroyed the culture or or built a very rough culture there. I mean, I, I don't know what the culture is, but we've saw how this team has been completely dismantled because of uh, personalities on that team. Uh, so you have to completely rebuild the culture. But I like the way that Jacksonville Jaguars are set up. 
uh, for the future. I think they have pieces and I think they have picks. It's just a matter of hitting on those picks and a matter of uh, building around those pieces. And then we come to the number one job that I would want to take if I was a head coach looking for a job. And this might be a little controversial, but it's the Houston Texans. Uh, And you can talk about uh, the lack of cap space. Absolutely. They're going to be in the negatives right now if if we're going to the offseason. They don't have cap space. Uh, They don't have a first or second round pick coming in 2021. But to me, you have the most important thing uh, for a team. And you have a generational quarterback. Despite how how bad Houston has been so far this season and how they've disappointed, you know, I know they have a tough schedule, uh, but but you have Deshaun Watson. And Deshaun Watson is one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL. He's 25 years old. You can build around him. And that's something that none of these other teams have. You can talk about Gardner Minshew as a potential franchise quarterback. You can talk about Sam Darnold as a potential franchise quarterback. Obviously, the Atlanta Falcons have Matt Ryan, but who knows how much longer he's got in the tank. Uh, But if you want to talk about going to a team where you immediately have a franchise-changing player, you want to go to Houston because Deshaun Watson can completely change that franchise, and you just have to build around him. You can can let other other, uh, salaries go. You don't have to have J.J. Watt there for much longer because you have... Uh, a guy like Deshaun Watson. We see what the Kansas City Chiefs can do with limited cap space, with maybe a limited defense. If you have a generational quarterback, the rest is going to fall into place. So to me, the best job available is still the Houston Texans. Despite not having picks, despite not having cap space, you have the best quarterback on this list. And that's what's most important. All right, moving on to the next segment. And uh, we're Canadians. Joe and I were Canadians, born and raised in Canada. Uh Really? Yeah, both of us. Yeah. Why are you looking at me like that? You. Oh yeah, I would exposed o- yourself. Oh yeah, shoot. You've exposed yourself on live TV. Oh no, I've exposed myself. And you're not. Why don't you? Why don't you? Why don't you explain? Okay, well, we'll get into that at some other. Yeah. Why don't you explain to them why I've just exposed myself? Joe tells everybody that he meets that he was born in Ohio. No, Detroit. Sorry, Michigan. Detroit, Michigan. Yeah. He tells everybody that he was born in, in Detroit, Michigan. And now everybody knows that I'm not. Yeah. Spoiler alert. That Two was... other things you don't know about Joe. He's not one-eighth native, and he does not eat the crust of his pizza. I do both of those things. <laughs> do one-eighth native. I do absolutely one-eighth native. <laughs> I am one-eighth native. I and I think do, so. And I do eat the crust on my pizza. This is another running joke that's been going on, and my wife has now been on in on it. Everybody's yeah. in on it that I don't eat the crust on Your my wife pizza. No, she lives with I you. I do eat the crust of my pizza. Stop yelling! I'm gonna peek the mic. You are. You have been the whole time. Good. I eat the crust on my pizza. Yeah. It's your fault that everybody's ears are gonna be bleeding after listening to this podcast. I do eat the crust on my pizza, and I'm very thankful for that. And you know, I've been thinking a lot about things that I'm thankful for. Mm-hmm. You know, it's Canada. We talk about how we're Canadian. It was Canadian Thanksgiving this past weekend. American Thanksgiving is coming up in about a month. People might say, why would you do a Thanksgiving theme in between the two Thanksgivings? That's fair. I would say, (laughs) shut up. It's my podcast. I'll do whatever the heck I want. So I'm going to have things in the NFL that I'm thankful for. Joe, you got anything that you're thankful for? Yeah, like one or two. Well, like, okay. Maybe I'll think of some on the way. Okay, so you just want me to go first? He's going to... Uh, okay yeah you want me to go and then you can you can add some things yeah okay so the first thing i'm thankful for since we're talking about being canadian chase claypool the wide receiver Mm -hmm. 
for the Pittsburgh Steelers. It's really cool to have a Canadian that actually does something in the NFL. I mean, Canadian, there have if you look at the list of the greatest Canadian players in the history of the NFL, it's a sad list. There's not a whole lot. I mean, who else is on there? Austin Colley. Yeah, I never heard of him. Austin Colick. Colick, yeah. Infant thing. Nate Burleson, who is phenomenal on Good Morning Football, super entertaining guy. Uh, not not a not not you know a Hall of Famer. And then there's Mike Vanderjagt, who's a kicker. Uh, one of the, actually one of the most accurate kickers of all time. But still, oh, wow. I mean, he's just a kicker. He's just an idiot kicker, as Peyton Manning called him at one point. Really, Peyton Manning. He, they were teammates, and Peyton Manning called his kicker an idiot kicker. So oh, no. yeah. But Chase Claypool is such a cool guy. His nickname, get this, Joe. His nickname, Mapletron. Hey, you said that earlier. Mapletron. I did Mapletron. say that earlier. That was, that was going to be a big reveal. Whose but. nickname is Megatron? Megatron. That was Calvin Johnson Jr. Okay. Who was also a receiver. Chase Claypool is kind of like a big bruising receiver so that's kind of why they call him uh, mapletron it's just cool to have a, a canadian in the nfl and he's a cool guy because canadians are not often associated with being cool name another cool canadian drake drake yeah I'll, I'll name it myself i'll do a couple others okay. daniel caesar who's that nav who's daniel caesar another r&b singer who's oh. also from to nav yeah, what the weekend. Saying? The week is yeah. The weekend is. Where's yeah. he from? Vancouver. No, also Toronto. Okay. Thomas Middleditch. <laughs> he's from Canada. I wouldn't say he's cool. He is so cool. Well, he's he's funny. How dare you? He's not cool though. You ever heard of the guy Huge Ackman? Huge Ackman is he? Yeah, he, is he Canadian? No. What well, he has no. like he's, he's he has an Australian accent. Yeah, I think he just played a I Canadian thought, in a movie. I thought the Wolverine character. Oh uh, yeah, the Wolverine's one. Canadian. Huge yeah. Ackman is not Canadian. No. Okay, uh, Nickelback. Nickelback, maybe Green, Green Day, <laughs> possibly. Yeah, no, they are. Uh, really? Yeah, Nickelback's from Edmonton, I think. Oh, and Green Day is from Lord knows where. Ryan Goosling. Ryan Goosling. Ryan Reynolds. Yep. No. Also, yeah, Ryan Reynolds is Canadian. You're kidding. I'm one hundred percent. I would bet a lot on Ryan Reynolds being Canadian. Okay. Yeah. And also, also Rachel McAdams. Yeah, Rachel McAdams is just from down the road from us. Yep. Right now, actually. Right now. <laughs> we just saw her on And she's the next guest on our podcast. Yeah, Rachel McAdams. Rachel McDonald. Here she is. Here she I don't know. I'm not, oh, doing, I'm not okay. doing a Rachel McAdams impression. All right. I'm not doing that. That's I'm not I I don't do impressions. I wouldn't stoop so low. I would never stoop so low. If I was gonna do an impression, it would be something like JFK or something, not Rachel McAdams. Would you do for JFK? You don't even want to know. <laughs> wow. What? Offensive. What do you mean? You did a gunshot. No. For him getting... Yeah. You mean the airport. I was doing the takeoff of a plane. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. Moving on. Chase Claypool is cool and he's a Canadian. I'm thankful for him. I'm also thankful for fun, young quarterbacks. Finally, we have a plethora of young quarterbacks in the NFL and they are super fun. Fun fact... Patrick Mahomes, Deshaun Watson, Lamar Jackson, Kyler Murray, Josh Allen, all of them are either 25 years of age or younger, which is crazy. It seemed like just a few years ago, the NFL was struggling to find starting quarterbacks, and now we have a lot of them, and a lot of them are fun. You throw in guys like Joe Burrow, like Justin Herbert, you throw in a guy like Tua who hasn't played yet, and then you have this quarterback class that's coming up. There's a lot of fun young quarterbacks uh, it's really exciting. Uh, I'm, I'm excited to see 
them kind of take over for guys like Tom Brady, guys like Philip Rivers, guys like Drew Brees, guys like Big Ben. Uh, we're going to see uh, different quarterbacks take over. Uh, and it's fun. I think the league is in good hands. And the next thing that I'm thankful for is less penalties and more points in 2020. Talk about how much you know you love running the football and how much you love the old-fashioned game. I disagree. I think more points is more fun. A game like Oakland versus Kansas City this year, or this week rather, was super fun. Uh, games like that I love. There's actually less penalties. We're actually getting two, almost two less penalties per game this season than we did last year, and also 5.4 more points per game than we are than we were getting last year. So scoring's up, penalties down. Love it. Now we just got to fix holding being a 10-yard penalty. That's I, I can't believe it's 2020. And holding is still a 10-yard penalty. What should it be? Five. Five yards. Like How much is um, flashing? Fla- Excuse me? You heard me. <laughs> <laughs> flashing as in lifting your shirt up? No, the other one. <laughs> what? I don't know what you're talking about. He's doing hand motions. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> what are you doing? That one, not flashing. Um, uh, I don't... I don't know what you're talking Fine, about. Cut all of it out. No, you don't cut it out. This is great. This is great. Flashing. What are you talking about? Uh, face mask? No. Um, Maybe. Sure. Okay. Well, that's a 15-yard penalty, but that's not 15 what you're talking about. 15-yard I'll never know what you're talking about with flashing. I don't even know what that is. It's just a joke. It's stupid. Move okay. on. Okay, moving on. Yeah, less penalties are good. Uh, more points good thankful for that and i'm also thankful for aaron donald doesn't always get the doesn't always get the credit he deserves if aaron donald was a quarterback putting up the numbers that he's putting up uh as a defensive tackle he would be a guy like patrick mahomes you know a guy who gets all this credit guy who's the face of the nfl i don't think he gets enough credit he has he had four sacks for the second time in his career uh against the washington football team which is just absurd from the defensive tackle position. He has seven and a half sacks this season. He's on pace for 24 sacks. The NFL record is 22 and a half. I mean, the guy is just so dominant. You look at his numbers compared to ever, compared to other uh, interior defensive linemen, it's not even close. Aaron Donald, I appreciate you. I'm thankful for you. Thank you for dominating. Thank you for not hurting Alex Smith, even though you, you probably could have. Uh, I appreciate you. And the next thing that I'm thankful... Joe, you got anything you're thankful for yet? Yeah, I actually have something to add. Okay. Um, nothing that nothing that has anything to do with what you just said. Okay. A couple of things I'm thankful for. Mm. You ever done a self-checkout? Yeah. Do you, enjoy, do you enjoy self-checkout? 100%. I think self-checkout is the greatest thing that has ever <laughs> happened to any franchise ever. Self, self-checkout. As well as the kiosks at McDonald's Ooh. where you can order and pay... For your Even food? with the the poop that's on those things, excuse me. Uh, they did like uh, research and like they swabbed them, and there's actually feces on a lot of those. It's feces fine. particles. Which I mean, there's probably feces on everything. Just, yeah, like yeah. so. Let's relax. Anything you touch, probably in public places, has feces oh, on it. Okay, f- feces, three C's. Yeah, yeah. Uh, because yeah, yeah. I, I agree. One hundred. Why do you like those things so much? Um, because you don't have to. I like looking at the menu mm. and like looking over yeah. it, seeing what I want. Yes. So I don't have to stand in front of someone and be pressured. But I know a big Preach. concern 
Yeah, thanks. I, a big concern is that the kiosks are going to take kids' jobs, like high school kids' jobs. That's okay. Just go to school. So what? What are they going to work? Come on. Uh, <laughs> I no. don't think they will. I don't think they will take their jobs. I just love them. Yeah, no, they're awesome. Because, like, there's nothing worse. Well, I mean, there's a lot of things worse. But <laughs> there's not a single thing that I can actually think of right <laughs> now that is worse than <laughs> being pressured. Nothing in the, in the whole McDonald's. world is worse than standing in front of a cashier, in front of a a teenager <laughs> i know like they're like you know they're younger than you and they're like, watching this grown adult man like sweating like yeah. uh um do they still have the spicy habanero chicken, yeah. or is that is that seasonal anymore? or <laughs> <laughs> is the mcrib here yeah oh. you guys do shamrock shakes in june or <laughs> <laughs> there's nothing worse than that nothing yeah. worse than asking for a shamrock shake and they don't even have them anymore yeah so yeah, I'm also thankful for the for the kiosks and for the self checkouts. I wasn't a fan of the self checkout at first because it seemed like almost every time I would go there, it wouldn't work. You'd mm-hmm. like put your stuff in the baggage area, and then it would scream at me because it wasn't in the <laughs> baggage area. It's like I'm trying to put no. things in the baggage area, but now I think I got to figure it out. Mm-hmm. And it's a definitely an awesome thing. Yes, I like how they have like a camera watching you, so you can always kind of look at yourself, yeah. check yourself out a little yeah. bit, make sure your everything's good. I enjoy it. Also, what in the world is with mcdonald's and not serving angus beef during the covid thing for a while really i, I don't know if they still do it is it because of covid i don't know <laughs> but i went there twice and i asked i asked or i went there once and, they, and asked for a bacon cheddar angus meal which is what i get there mm, okay. really good delicious he's like sorry we're not serving uh, angus beef at this time i'm like oh i thought it just meant like, like is that not a seasonal thing as well no all the time they have it really i thought so unless i'm a complete idiot <laughs> But which is we're not ruling out at this point. But then I went to went there later and I asked and he like cut me off. He interrupted me. He says, we don't do Angus beef right now. I was like, whoa. OK, that's probably the th- probably multiple times that he said that that day. <laughs> yeah. You should have said you're a high schooler. Don't talk to me like that. Jeffrey, Looks like you're losing a, a loyal customer. <laughs> <laughs> You'll be hearing from my manager. Yeah, my manager. Mine. Your manager will be hearing from my manager. I think it's hilarious when people are like. Uh, when like yeah there's a big thing about not having to wear masks or or costco did a thing where you have to wear masks yeah. when you go inside it's like well it looks like i'm not going to be shopping at costco now it's like, oh that's the whole point you're not supposed they, to shop there that's what they wanted you to do thank you then, thank you for participating i don't know it's, it's like you lose but you win yeah i thought that you was know? funny that is funny it's like okay <laughs> thanks for your service <laughs> oh that's great that's good we have fun we do podcast, we, we do another thing that i'm thankful for is parody in the nfl uh parody yeah i'm talking where different teams are successful in different years and small market teams can succeed in the nfl this is one thing that i hate about the nba i've talked about multiple times that i'm not an nba fan i'm a fan of the toronto raptors uh and they're a small market team and that's why it was an absolute miracle that they won the the nba finals last year uh, and nobody appreciated them despite them winning the finals. They are a team that was built the right way, in my opinion. Uh, they they built from the draft. They built from free agency. They didn't... Uh, obviously, they traded for Kawhi Leonard. Uh, but to me, uh, teams like... like uh, Like super teams in the NBA is one thing that frustrates me. We saw the Warriors for so long uh, become uh, this dominant team. And we saw for four years in a row the Warriors and the Cavs in the NBA Finals, and that is something that just would never happen in the NFL. To have the same four, the same teams for four years in a row participate in the in the Super Bowl would be outrageous. And that's something that I absolutely love about the NFL is that 
you know, it's different every year. You know, we you can talk about how we had the Patriots uh, dominating for so long, but there even with them, there was sort of a space in Super Bowl victories. You know, they won it in the early 2000s, and then they won later on in Tom Brady's career. But uh, the fact that the best teams right now in the NFL are, are teams like the Kansas City Chiefs, teams like the Green Bay Packers in Green Bay, Wisconsin, you know, teams like that, small market teams. I'm, I'm a guy... From Canada, like we talked about, I like the Toronto Raptors. Toronto is the only Canadian team uh, in the NBA. It's a small market team. I root for small market teams. So I like to see them have the ability to succeed. I love the cap space. I love the fact that small market teams can succeed. And if you have a well-run organization, you are rewarded for that. And I don't think that that leagues like the NBA are as good at that. I mean, you can uh, NBA fans are really feeling themselves right now with this whole COVID thing, saying how how much better the NBA is because they had zero COVID tests. Meanwhile, they were locked in a bubble, whereas you can't really do that with giant football teams. Uh, but yeah, good, great job. Good for you. I mean, the NFL is still infinitely more successful uh, and infinitely more you know, successful product and more entertaining product, in my opinion. I do love basketball. Uh, I do love the Toronto Raptors, but I still I love that the NFL has that parody. Has, you know, every team feels like Every few years could be their year. And that's something that I'm very thankful for. Uh, and another thing that I'm very thankful for is modern medicine in sports. Modern medicine. We talked about Alex Smith and how he came back. Came back uh, from nearly dying. Nearly, literally dying from his leg being snapped. And he's able to come back and play in an NFL game again. I mean, just think about, you know, let's say 30 years ago, Alex Smith has the same injury. He's probably dead. Like, no, honestly, you know, as, as much as, as much as, you know, we don't want to talk about that. And that's obviously a horrible thing to, to imagine, but you know, we got to be thankful so much that, that athletes are allowed to recover from these devastating injuries. And that's, an, that's why it's encouraging for a guy like Dak Prescott, who suffered this gruesome injury. You know, this would be a career ender, uh, just, just, you know, 20 years ago. Uh, but the fact that, you know, modern sports medicine has, has gotten to where it is now so that we can see guys come back. Uh, you know, just a, few, just a couple decades ago, a torn ACL would be a, a borderline career ender. And now, you know, it's something that guys come back from all the time. So it, I'm very thankful for that. Another thing, the final two things that I'm thankful for this holiday season is the Dolphins and their yearly blowout of a team that they had no business beating. This is something that the Dolphins do every year. You know, I, I like I said, last 20 some years I've been alive. I've been rooting for the Miami Dolphins and there hasn't really been much to root for. I've been a, a really bad team for almost my entire life. Uh, but every year it seems like there's a game where the Dolphins go and beat the living pee out of a team that they had no business beating. And they did that again. They gave us some hope. Dolphins fans, something to be happy about. Obviously, they beat the 49ers this year. 43 to 17. I'm, I'm very thankful. You know, the Dolphins, they haven't been relevant for the last 20 years, but at least, at least we can really badly beat somebody, at, you know, at least once a season. And the final thing that I'm extremely thankful for uh, as a Dolphins fan, and that's the incompetence of the New York Jets. Thank you so much for being incompetent. Thank you so much for not firing Adam Gase. Thank you so much for keeping him around uh, and, and, Going for 0-16, I guess. Literally, what is the point of having him there? I mean, you're 0-5. Uh, 
the offense, you've been blown out in essentially every game. You haven't been competitive in basically every single game. You have not been competitive. Uh, I don't know why he's there, but I appreciate it because it's allowed me to lock up my Miami Dolphins this week in my picks. That's right. I'm locking up the Dolphins. We haven't got to my picks yet, but I'm locking them up. I know you might say, hey, Joe, wow, that's really bold of you to lock up against the worst team in the NFL. Once again, shut up. It's my podcast. I can do whatever I want. I'm already taking an ice bath because of Tom Brady. So I'm going to pick my Dolphins over the New York Jets this week as my lock of the week. We'll get to the rest of my picks later. But that is what I'm thankful for. Uh, What are you thankful for, Joe? (laughs) I said already. Okay, sorry. What are you thankful for, listeners? Let me know. I don't know where. Wherever the heck you want, really. Uh, yeah, happy holidays, <laughs> and we'll move even, on. Even though, we, even though it's in between holidays, and we're really not that close to holidays, but happy holidays, and we're moving on to the final segment, the final segment before my picks, and we're bringing back a segment that we haven't done for a while, and it's everybody's favorite segment. Smiling at me, Joe. <laughs> it's what does Joe know? Are you excited? I am. I was, I was actually okay. I'm not. I'm not gonna lie. I was at my machine doing my job today. Okay, sitting there like, oh yeah, dude, and whatever. I was thinking, oh wow, we have not done. What does Joe know in a while? I was gonna pull one on you today. Ooh, I was gonna pull, but then I didn't because I had no time. Uno reversed you. Yeah, Uno reversed you. Don't have to do that some other time. But yeah, what Maybe. does Joe know? For those of you that don't know, what is what does Joe know? It is a the best game show in all of podcasting. Yes, it's the most famous, infamous, uh, and frankly amazing game show you'll ever watch. It's so Joe, um, you know, despite having fantastic visors, despite knowing yeah. a lot about a lot of things, such as indie artists. You ever want to know? <laughs> you want to know indie artists? You talk to him. Not really. <laughs> Not for, okay. Please, please don't. But if there's one thing you you know you maybe don't know a whole lot of, and that's the NFL football. Mm-hmm. You're learning, obviously. You know, yep. it's you're not on an NFL podcast or anything, so it's like, why would you need to know anything about football? Yeah. But we like to test his knowledge once in a while, and I figure this is kind of your first full year following the NFL. You're kind of loosely following. Would you mm. say that you're following the NFL this Me, year? Me right now? Yeah. I'd say I'm. I mean, I watch football with you almost every Sunday. Yeah. As if I'm not really like I pay attention too much to the games. <laughs> okay. But well, you know like, basics. You know players' wives. names. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like as far as that goes, players, yeah. I could... Mm, mm, I was going to say if you name a player, I could probably match him to a team, but I don't know. <laughs> I don't think I could. Some. Whoa. Sorry. Before we get into this, I just got breaking news on my phone. Uh, sorry. We'll get back to the game show. But Le'Veon Bell has just been released by the New York Jets. Oh, no. So my news earlier on when I was talking about uh, Le'Veon Bell potentially being traded is useless now because Le'Veon Bell has actually been released. So like the they New fired York him pretty much. Yeah, they basically fired him. I'd be cur- I'm definitely curious to see, you know, who knows? By the time you guys listen to this podcast, he could have already been signed somewhere. But New- but Le'Veon Bell, as of three minutes ago, has been released by the New York Jets. That's, That's at 901. 901. October 13, minus three Minus three minutes, though. 901 minus three minutes. Okay, so what is that? Uh, it would be 858. Idiot. Okay. Anyways, moving on to back to what does Joe know? And Joe, there's five teams right now that are undefeated. Okay. <laughs> five teams undefeated. And uh in the NFL, uh 
there's yeah five teams five teams okay i have six teams listed here six <laughs> okay. teams we're going back to our, our our famous format here all right i have six teams listed all you have to do joe and and make sure you take your time okay all you have to do is tell me which of these teams which of these six teams is not undefeated which of these teams has a loss these are all real teams this time i'm not making up fake teams now <laughs> okay. uh so the list is here we go <clears throat> the list is the Buffalo Bills, the Seattle Seahawks, the Los Angeles Rams, the Green Bay Packers, the Pittsburgh Steelers, or the Tennessee Titans. That list is once again, these are the five undefeated teams, but I have six names right here. They are the Buffalo Bills, the Seattle Seahawks, the Los Angeles Rams, the Green Bay Packers, the Pittsburgh Steelers, and the Tennessee Titans. How are you feeling, Joe? Let me know. Uh, are you like, what's your confidence level at right now? <laughs> Very low. <laughs> really? Uh, this, is, this is a testing to see how much you've been paying attention this season, um, or even to me in this podcast. <laughs> okay. So you know you said at least one today. Okay. And what's that's, one that's that? undefeated? Um, yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and which one was that? Yeah, let me think. Okay. <laughs> okay. It's been like what? 10 seconds? Uh, okay. Just a little quick live score update. Uh the Tennessee Titans are up 21 to 10 on the Buffalo Bills right now. I don't know how fantasy is going right now. How's the, how's our fantasy team looking? Um I think I'm at, I'm at one Oh, okay. I'm 3 points behind you right now. Oh, it's over. Oh, dang it. Dang it. That sucks. Anyways, <laughs> the Buffalo Bills, the Seattle Seahawks, the Los Angeles Rams, the Green Bay Packers, the Pittsburgh Steelers, or the Tennessee Titans. Can you tell me this? Hmm. Can you tell me whatever team it was, did they lose more than one game? Hmm? So the so five of these are undefeated. One of them has been defeated. Yeah. Is it did they get yeah. defeated oh, just okay. once? I see, I see. Uh, sure, I'll tell you that. The team that has been defeated mm -hmm. has only lost one game. Okay. Yeah. And what team did they play? Ooh. I don't can know you, if I did you, I'm not going to know any divisions, NFC East or whatever, <laughs> any of that kind of stuff. <laughs> so just tell me. Whatever. Uh, so, the, okay. The, the team that they lost to, this team, the team that they lost to was the Buffalo Bills. Oh. So that narrows it down. And that really narrows it down. I'm really trying to spoon feed this to you. So that means it's definitely not the Bills. Well, or was it? Bills can't lose to the Bills, Joe. They can't? Excuse you. <laughs> Tell you what, Joe, we're running out of time here. Would you like to phone a friend? I like to call my dad. <laughs> <laughs> it's always your first instinct to call your dad. Oh, I can't believe I'm going to lose in fantasy. Gosh darn it. My final answer is the Tennessee Titans. Tennessee Titans is your final answer. <clears throat> Joe. Hold on. Is it? Is it though? Okay. I, I kind of want to change my mind. Okay, so you haven't locked it in yet. You're good, but you have to make a decision quick. Okay, I changed my mind. It's the Los Angeles Rams. Wow, what a change. That's correct. Really? Woo! That is correct. Congratulations. <laughs> Play the celebratory <laughs> music. Did you look it up on your. No, I didn't. Oh, wow. I did not. That's crazy. You were so close to getting that wrong. But just a quick Woo. editor's note uh, Buffalo Bills and Tennessee Titans are playing right now. 
Okay. By the time this podcast is out, one of those teams will not be undefeated. And okay. it's looking like that team will be the Buffalo Bills. They're losing 21 to 10 All right. uh, at the end of the third quarter right now. So just a quick note. I know that the you know one of these teams is not undefeated anymore. But mm-hmm. Joe, congratulations. Yeah. You win the podcast. Why do you think the Los Angeles Rams? What was your thought process? Because I know at some point um, I was going to, I'm pretty sure it was when we were doing the elimination round things. Mm. I think I was going to pick them one week, but then I didn't. Uh. And then they lost. Oh. I think I think that's how I how I oh yeah how I knew. So we do a pick them every week where you pick one team, and then that team you can no longer pick the rest of the season. And yeah. you were going to pick them, but they ended up losing, so you dodged another bullet there. Yeah. But that's you know good for you, Joe. You win the podcast. What a great great Woo. day for you. Wow, that's I'm proud of you, man. Good proud of you, me. buddy. Thank you. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> This show has already gone for far too long. Uh, why don't we move into our week six picks and wrap things up? Week six, we have four teams on by. That means there's only how many games? Four, te- four teams on by. Four teams are not playing this week. How many games is that then? Four teams are not playing. Final answer is 12 teams. Ooh, wh- Sorry, say it one more time. Four teams are not playing. Four how many games? Oh, Four teams are not playing. Fourteen, te- uh, fourteen games. One hundred percent correct. Sorry, because I I thought yeah I, I thought four teams. I just subtracted yeah, four okay, instead yeah. of. I see what you did. Listen, when you play a game, there has to be two teams. Obviously. <laughs> yeah, obviously, right? Yeah, I think so. Okay, well, the first game that we're gonna we're gonna pick here is Chicago the Dub Bears at Carolina. Dub Bears. Carolina's hot right now. Chicago, a sneaky four and one, and I got Chicago winning this game. I think their defense is gonna be too much. Uh, for the Carolina Panthers, somebody just scored a touchdown in the Tennessee Titans game. If it's Derrick Henry, I officially lose. No, it's John U. Smith. We're fine for now. Uh, but the Chicago Bears defense, I think, is going to be too much for the Carolina Panthers offense. Their offensive line is not tremendous. Although I would not be surprised to see this game go either way. But I'm picking Chicago. And then we move on to Cincinnati versus Indianapolis. Cincinnati, as good as Joe Burrow can, can potentially be and has potentially been, I don't trust uh the rest of that team i'm gonna say indianapolis has a bounce back game uh their defensive line could make it really tough on joe joe burrow uh in this game then we have detroit going into jacksonville give me jacksonville just just to be a little bit different i i, I could just see i can just picture Gardner Minshew having a big week this week and picking up a win so give me jacksonville over detroit and then atlanta and minnesota give me minnesota atlanta's kind of a mess right now i know teams usually get w's after they fire their head coach but uh Atlanta, I don't know. I don't like their defense. I think that uh, the run game there, whether it's Dalvin Cook or Alexander Madison, can kind of take some air out of uh, the Atlanta Falcons. And then we have Washington at New York. Uh, I I think Alex Smith is going to start this game. And if he does, I want to see him get a win. And what a better team to get a win against than the New York Giants. Then we have Baltimore at Philadelphia. A rough, rough uh, matchup here for Philadelphia as they need a win right now. Uh, but Baltimore, I think, is going to get the win. And then we have Cleveland at Pittsburgh. This is a huge game. This is a huge litmus test of a game. Uh, both these teams, uh, I think this is going to kind of prove where they stand. Cleveland is is red hot right now, and so are the Pittsburgh Steelers. Still have not lost a game. But I'm picking the Cleveland Browns. Uh, I just have a hunch. I think they're hot right now. I think they're fun. I like what Kevin Stefanski's done right there. I think this will be a close, close game. But I think Cleveland comes out on top. Uh, and then Houston at Tennessee, uh, this, another game that I could see kind of go either way. I like what Tennessee is doing to Buffalo right now. So I'm going to pick Tennessee. 
uh, over Houston. And then Denver at New England. I have Denver circled, but I definitely, definitely want New England to uh, want to pick New England for that game. So I got New England. And then in the four o'clock window, we have the New York Jets visiting Miami. And I already said the Miami Dolphins are my lock of the week. Uh, and then I have the Green Bay Packers uh, visiting the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. It's Brady versus Rodgers. Give me Green Bay. I think they're one of the most dangerous teams in the NFL right now. Uh, and then the Los Angeles Rams uh, against the San Francisco 49ers. Give me the Rams. I think the Niners are kind of a mess right now. Uh, and then we have Kansas City versus Buffalo. I still think Buffalo is not quite as good as some of the top contenders. So give me Kansas City. Uh, and Arizona versus Dallas. Uh, this this could have been such a fun game had Dak Prescott not gotten hurt. Uh, two teams with, with defenses that are not all that great. Arizona lost Chandler Jones this week. Uh, Dallas's defense is really bad. But give me Dallas. I could see Andy Dalton getting a win there. Uh, it's in Dallas. So I'm going to take Dallas over Arizona. And if you're wondering how I did last week, I was 8-5. and five. I guess now it would be 8-6 and six with this. It, it's looking like Tennessee is going to win this game. I picked Buffalo. So that means on the season, I'm 42 uh, or 41-19. and 41-19. and 19. I'd say that's pretty darn good. I don't know how that compares to the mic'd up boys, but I, I, I think I'm in a good spot. But that kind of wraps up our show this week. It's probably going to be a long show. Uh, how long have we how long have we been recording overall? Uh, an hour and forty five minutes pre pre record pre edit. Wow, and we probably twenty minutes of that is useless banter, <laughs> yes. if not more. Yes. But uh, anyways, thank you so much for listening to the show. I hope you guys enjoy it. For those of you that do listen to the show every week, we really appreciate it, and we are thankful for you. Mm. Uh, if you do like the show. Make sure that you take, we would really appreciate it if you take a little bit of time out of your day. Give us a five-star rating. Give us a, a good review on Apple Podcasts. It really helps grow the podcast. Share the podcast with your friends. If you enjoy uh, football, if your friends enjoy football, if you just want a good laugh, if you just want to hear some guys talk nonsense for a while. Uh, like I said, thank you guys so much for listening to the show. Make sure you follow us on Instagram and Twitter at underscore average Joe Show. Joe, they can follow you at Joe underscore Teeson. Joe underscore Teeson. And Teeson underscore Joe on Twitter. Yes. Very good. Uh, but that kind of wraps up the show. Hope you guys enjoyed. And we will catch you guys on the next one. <laughs>